Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And And you're you're listening to Decom Mission. It's a time. It's a time. Welcome to Decom Mission, everyone. It's a time. (laughs) Where it's It's a time. It's a Monday. It's a time. It's a late time for us for our recording today. For you. True. It's only 7 p.m. your time. 9 p.m. my time, which honestly Is even for me isn't for that you? late. Yeah. yeah. It's not <laughs> I slept in pretty late this morning. I slept opposite of you. I actually slept really good, which is rare for me. So I slept in. I sleep. I just, I'm such a bad sleeper. I slept well as a baby and a kid, and then my brain went, <laughs> you're you done. You want to sleep well as an Quote adult? Met. Good luck with that. Ugh. So today we're talking about our third Halloween movie of 2021. Is it a Halloween movie, though? No. I could have swore it had more scary stuff in it. It's, anything it's anything that related Phantom to Halloween. It's Phantom of the Megaplex. It's got yeah. the spooky uh, names at the beginning. The this lettering was a is like Scooby-Doo episode. It was a Scooby-Doo episode. There was nothing spooky about it. There was nothing autumn-y. Or Halloweeny at all. Yeah, this even is the, the least Halloween movie we've watched. When they would show the Phantom, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's like this Phantom that's floating, like in Halloween Town, how Calabar like floats. But yeah. no, it's just this guy in a black cloak that's just running through the theater. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I picture this in my head so different? This movie is inspired. I'm doing finger quotes that no one can see by the Phantom of the Opera. It's literally only inspired by the name and the fact that there is someone quote-unquote haunting a building yeah that's called the phantom (sighs) i guess i've never seen phantom of the opera but i know enough of the concept of it that i'm like this doesn't really seem like the plot (laughs) when we were watching the beginning i was like this is phantom of the opera because in the beginning of the movie they show a clip from the original phantom of the opera with lon chaney and i was like Oh. Didn't they show a poster Wait. of that? Yes. And then they're like, oh, it's Movie Mason. And is it the same actor? Because I'm pretty sure it's not, is it? No, that's Mickey okay. Rooney. Okay, well, I don't know. You know actors Mickey Rooney, at Hollywood. I'm pretty sure Mickey Rooney was like maybe five when that movie came out. <laughs> and now I need to know. Uh, shows me. I don't know when Phantom of the Opera came out. I don't know the actors. Well, the original know. Phantom of the Opera was a silent film. Ah, well, yeah, that makes sense. No, I don't want the Phantom of the Opera musical. Thank you. But yeah, they showed that movie poster and they're like, is that? That's Movie Mason. He's the Phantom. I'm like, it doesn't even look similar. Unless he had a bunch of makeup on. Yeah, 1925 is when the Long Chaney Phantom of the Opera came out. that would be way before his time. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. I mean, Mickey Rooney. Although Movie Mason is quite old. Why... Why is the first thing I type when I type Mickey Rooney into Google, it says Mickey Rooney fan of the Megaplex? No. <laughs> That's not what, what I he's want. known for, apparently. I got it exactly right. He was five years old. Whoa. He look was at born here. in 1920. <laughs> <laughs> he could have played such a good phantom at age five. I'm sorry. I'm baffled at myself. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You have a good instinct about that kind of stuff. 
kind of. My mother raised me watching classic movies, so I kind of knew when he was a teenager because of the movies that he was in with Judy Garland, and I was like, ah, that's the 30s, so he'd be like, gay, elementary school age, but I didn't actually know when the original Phantom of the Opera came out, and I actually thought it came out in the teens, so (laughs) it was a really calculated but mostly lucky guess. Um, yeah, let me get the big blurb up. Hi, why are you not loading? Technology is not on your side today. Okay, well, I found this. I'm just going to read. No, this is like a synopsis. Synopsis. Eh, whatever. Uh, here, why don't I just read? Yeah, you or, do that. We're going to switch. Or we sw- we're going to switch. We're going to switch today. We're going to play the swap Disney- today. <laughs> <laughs> apparently my Disney Plus does not want to cooperate today. <laughs> Phantom Menace. Want me to read the description for that one? No. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Big blurb. It's 2000, hour 28 minutes, coming of age, and comedy. No. Oh, the comedy. No. Coming of age, that's Maybe. Maybe. Oh, it's TVG instead of PG, so that's kind of nice. That's how they, you know they, it's they, not they, a Halloween movie. Yeah, they realize it's not spooky to be PG. So, big blurb. While set... <laughs> While 17-year-old Pete Riley and the rest of the theater are working to prepare for a star-studded premiere, a string of peculiar occurrences awakens the myth of the Phantom of the Megaplex. The mini-blurb is, A phantom haunting a local Megaplex threatens to ruin a premiere gala. Oh, the gala. This movie centers around Pete and his siblings, his younger siblings, Karen and... Brian. Davy. I don't know. Ryan? <laughs> Brian. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Um, and Karen is trying to kind of drop Brian off at a kid's movie and then go watch University of Death with her other 12-year-old friends who are awful. Yeah. They're so mean to friends. her. She needs to get herself some better friends. So mean to her. And then they basically spend the rest of the movie trying to figure out why all these things are going wrong in the movie theater because there's supposed to be a big Hollywood movie premiere that night at midnight for something called, like, the Midnight Excursion. Midnight 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 Madness, yeah. Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure. It's closer than the Midnight Excursion. (laughs) Um, Mayhem. Midnight Mayhem. Midnight Mayhem. There. I knew it was an M. It was an alliteration, but you yeah. were close with madness. Close enough. I was thinking madness is worse. Not worse. Better. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was your like, wow, you're really crushing movie, my name. <laughs> Midnight Madness is worse. What an awful name. No, I meant the opposite. Ah. Uh, um. So. I'm going to spoil this movie because there's really no way to talk that we're going to be able to talk about this movie without spoiling it. As I mentioned earlier, this movie is a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah. It's all about unmasking who the Phantom is. It's not subtle who the Phantom is. They right. try and it's- do the red herring that it's Mickey Rooney's character, who's uh, movie Mason, whose family owned the theater before it turned into a megaplex. And he doesn't really work there, but he loves being there because he just loves the movies. It's the general manager of the Megaplex because he's mad that he got passed over for the job that he already had because he's basically getting fired. Yeah. I don't know if he was just like an interim position, like, oh, you're filling in for now, but we're going to see who's going to take the position. I'm not sure. 
But yeah, you could tell from the beginning that he was mad that he didn't get the position. So I wonder who it could be. It was so stupid. And it was just the entire movie just going, it's the general manager. Also, Pete is 17 years old and is the assistant manager. What 17-year-old high school kid is an assistant manager? Yeah. I mean, they did talk about how he works a lot of hours, but I feel like you can't work that many hours as a minor that you'd be... No. There's some sort of also there would be more than one assistant manager. Yes, oh, definitely. There's a difference also between an assistant manager and a. Oh no, he wasn't getting passed over for the the general manager job. He was, he was like the step below that. He was like the shift manager or something. Huh. Because then, when he leaves. He, the owner, Mr. Niederlander, turns to, uh, Shupabop, uh, Pete, and is like, would you like this manager position? And Pete's like, no, I gotta have a life. I got a girlfriend now. That's true. Wouldn't you think a shift manager is under an assistant manager? Wouldn't you think it go, like, general manager, and then the assistant, and then, like, a shift manager? I don't think manager? he was actually the, the shift manager. I'm just saying. Okay. I, say, was, there, I know kids in high school who were, like, shift managers. Yeah, like, key holders. Like, yeah. when I worked at GameStop, yeah, I, would, like, I worked under the key holder shift managers, but there was an assistant manager above them. Yeah. No, what I'm talking about is, like, he was, like, the operations manager or oh, something. Okay. He, had a, he had a different title. Because, like, I don't know. It, it was, was very confusing. confusing. If weird. we can't figure it out, yeah, I don't think not... uh, kids are going to figure it out. They probably don't. But I don't even think care. kids are supposed to. Fi- yeah, yeah. Like, they're not supposed to care. This movie was not meant to be watched for anyone over the age of like eight. Yeah, which probably and makes sense because I was watching it up until probably around age eight, maybe ten, and then I didn't have Disney anymore, so I didn't watch it again until yeah. I think I I may have watched it. Like, on YouTube a couple times. Like, late high school, early college? I can't remember. But, yeah. It's... <laughs> I've <laughs> Who never, knows? I've never Watching it now, I'm like, it's definitely not what it used to be in my head. Yeah. So, I said in the Girl vs. Monster episode that that was the worst Halloween movie we'd seen so far. I need, I need to make an addendum to that. That was the worst standalone Halloween movie we'd seen so far because Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town are terrible. Uh, but thought, they're I sequels, thought, so I thought you were gonna say we found a a movie that's worse than Girl vs. Monster. I was gonna say this one's not worse no. than Girl vs. Monster. As a Halloween okay. movie, it's not as Halloweeny. That, that as a is movie, a good point, yeah. It's not worse. Yes. No. I would hands down watch this before Girls, Girl vs. Mm-hmm. Monster. Because the performances in this movie were not good. I will never say they were good. But they weren't trying too hard. Yeah. Because in Girl vs. Monster, they were trying really hard. And then this one, they were just like, well, I'm in a movie. Yeah. Totally do. Also, the... <laughs> I... <laughs> uh... <laughs> It's just so Canadian. Like it was just so many. It was so many people. I was like, "Oh, this is filmed in Canada again," which is fine. I have no problem with it being filmed in Canada. But it's just so funny when they like try and make it seem like it's not filmed in Canada. Yeah. Also, an overarching theme in this movie was that Pete keeps making fun of his younger siblings because all they care about is movies and movie trivia and learning things from movies. Or Meanwhile, he works, he in the works theater. at a movie theater because he loves movies so much. Yeah. And then at the end, they're supposed to bond because they get trapped together and they 
and Pete's like, well, it's just like that one movie. And these were all super made up movies. And so it was really weird. Really weird names of made up movies. Yeah. And it was like, no, you couldn't reference these movies. You couldn't, like, kids couldn't be like, oh, yeah, this is just like that. Like, they didn't even reference, like, Disney properties. Like, they didn't even reference, like, Indiana Jones, which yeah, at that time that was a, a Disney property. If they would have, that would have been really cool if they actually did that. Right. It was, they missed a, a chance. It was weird. It was really weird. Yeah. Like, I just... I think I, at the beginning, we were like, are these actual movies? And then we're like, there's no way that these can be Then they said, movies. Farmer Brown goes yeah. to town. And I was like, that's and not And then they showed movie. that. <laughs> they showed them watching that movie. I'm like, yeah, this is definitely not a real movie. Such a stupid looking movie. It's like, all right, you wait in the car now. You hear? I'll yeah. be back in five minutes. <laughs> oh, he comes back in five minutes and she's gone. Yeah, Where and I get that go? they're supposed to be like super cheesy and dumb movies that they're showing. But, but yeah. why did that kid want to see it so badly? I, I don't know. Ugh. I have to be perfectly honest. I forgot we needed to find a moral for this movie until it was, about an hour ago. It was kind of hard because I feel like they weren't really trying to do a whole lot with this movie. No. There, there were a couple things that I did pick up on, which is the theme of, like, work versus play. Yeah. Because oh, there was even a no point when I think, I think the mom was saying something about how you work too many hours, you work too hard, you're a kid. Please, and Pete baby, says, like, all work and no play so makes much. you... <laughs> all work and no play no makes play you very, makes very me. rich, oh, is what God. Pete started out as. And then towards the end, he obviously realizes that there's more to life than just work. And he doesn't take the promotion. He hangs out with his siblings. Yeah. And then they also played, obviously, with all the movie references, they also were playing into the whole, if you pay attention to the movies, they can teach you a lot about life, like that aspect of things. But I don't know if that's really a moral. That's just like, no, something that they tossed in there. Yeah, because, so, like, I was I was thinking, I was like, it's, you know, there's also the moral of, like, treat people how you want to be treated with, like, Mr. Nederlander and the general manager or whatever. And it's like, but they didn't do a good, no matter what moral we decide on, they didn't do a good job. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing I wrote down for my actual moral was, all work and no play makes Pete a dull boy. <laughs> Ah, uh, I also, I'm on my little uh, Proverbs page. When one of Proverbs my page. As you sow, so you shall reap. Your actions, good or bad, determine what you get. It's very, see very else. thoughtful. <laughs> the best things in life are free. Oh, God, that song is following me everywhere. Uh... Better to be poor and healthy than, rather than rich and sick. <laughs> this one kind of applies. It's not exactly the same, but better to wear out than to rust out, which basically means better to like spend your life somewhere else rather than burning out. Yeah. B- burning out when you're young won't do you any good. Right. It's life begins at 40. I always forget. Everything, every DCOM's true mission and moral is life begins at 40. Make hay while the sun shines. That's yeah, that's Farmer Pete's one. moral. It's Farmer, Farmer Brown. Brown. <laughs> Farmer Pete. <laughs> oh, you know, good old Farmer Pete. 
when he's not working at the theater, he's working on the farm. (laughs) The best laid plans go astray. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of Sean. He had great plans for himself being the Phantom, and then it went to chaos. That's what I was saying. (laughs) You know what this movie's moral probably is? The what? show must go on. Oh my gosh, it probably is. <laughs> yeah, with all their mishaps. It, Pete's whole driving force is, the show must go on. Yeah. yeah, I genuinely think it's the show must go on. Yeah, I like that it, one. Because this one is also just all about the movies. It's, it's, it's a love letter to movies. Is it a well-written love letter? No, it's like someone was trying to remember... Uh, uh, the Let Me Count the Ways um, sonnet. And they were like, that sonnet is. They were, they were just like, um, how much, how much do I love thee? Let me count the ways. One, the (laughs) head upon your body. Two, the eyes in your skull. Three, uh, uh, (laughs) I, I don't know what comes next. Uh, do we have three of anything? <laughs> probably. Well, I was probably three something. The extra lung you have. Yeah. I so, feel like this, it could have been like a really good idea that they. Yeah. It's so if it was close. Written, if it was written better and the wasn't movie a, references were to like Disney this, movies or other DCOMs. Wasn't this a Stu Krieger film? Wasn't this a Stu Krieger joint? I think so. I feel like Stu Krieger's only good movie was Xenon. The original one. Yeah. What else did he Let's do? I can't remember. see. I know Let's we've talked about it. see. Uh, it's because he did so many in the first few years of DCOMs. Stu Krieger. Oh, no. I didn't know that. He wrote The what? Land Before Time. Oh, <laughs> no. I will always I'm, love Land Before Time, even if it's Duke Krieger. Yeah, always... Cowbells, Xenon Z3, going to the mat, gotta kick it up. True confessions. Oh. The Poof Point, Xenon, the sequel, Phantom of the Megaplex, Smart House, Xenon Girl of the 21st Century. Gosh, that's all over the place. Yeah. No, he wrote a troll in Central Park! Ugh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. He also wrote the Shelley Long Freaky Friday from I think he may have just been trying 95. to do too much. Maybe he should have just picked a few and really focused on those. Well, I mean, it was only like one per year. Well, Xenon and Smart House were the same year. And the Poof Point and the Zequel were the same year. Gotta Kick It Up and True Confessions were the same year. He's doing all of them in the same year, right? <laughs> Going to the Mad and Xenon Z3 were the same year. So I don't know. Yeah. Stu, you're taking on too much. Stu, you got one one solid one out of the batch. I think I remember. Nope, I'm thinking of the one where he's a twin. Never mind. Uh, hey, he's got two. Don't you put Land Four Time under like that? No, 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 no. I'm thinking, I was. I said I was going to talk about going to the mat. I'm like, I think I liked going to the mat. And then I remember the one I'm thinking of is the other me. Because it's the other me. The other me is the one where the kid, like, clones himself. Don't think I've seen that one. Oh, I've I've seen that one too many times. 
Yeah. So we gonna go with the show must go on? Yeah, let's do that one. Alright, alright, alright. I'm sorry, Phantom of the Megaplex. I'm not going to rate your mission very well. You deserve better, but you really, really don't. Let's see. Uh, let's see. What do I want to What do I have in like a four? Just to start there. I was thinking a three or four. Just trying to start somewhere and if I go up or down. Let's see. I've got the swap at a four, seven, five. That's not the right. At a nine, five. Just kidding. (laughs) I was looking at your test of time. Invisible Uh, sister I have at a four. I have Sharpay's Fabrice Avenger at a four, two, five. Every dog has its day. That's pretty close. I have Monocross at a four. Don't give up on your dreams, no matter what anyone thinks. And Adventures in Babies hitting at a four two five. Trying to see if I have any four two fives. I've I, ha- see, only done I have two. four five four point five for Sharpay. Invisible Sisters a four. Halloween Town two is a four five. I'm Invisible Sister a three five. I'm feeling Sweet Life. I gave a four five. I don't know why. I, you gave, I gave it a 3.75. I'm contemplating giving it a 3.75 or a 4. That's why I'm waffling between. I have Sweet Life at a 3.75. And I've got a bunch of 4s, which isn't a deterrent, but I feel like it's slightly below the... It's below the four two fives I have. Yeah. I was looking at You Lucky Dog, which I have at a 4, and I think I may want to do the same as that one. Yeah. It's just one of those movies where it's like, it's there, they do it, but they could have done it so much better. My thing, I think I'm actually going to give it a 375 for one reason only. You Lucky Dog was just a smidgen easier to tell what the moral was. It was. Just a smidge. And that's just my opinion. I'm also trying to think back because that one we watched so long ago that I'm it trying to remember. It wasn't super easy, but it was... It was like, looking back on it, I'm like, oh, no, that's definitely the moral they were trying to do for this movie. This movie, I'm still like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. That's I what guess we're it's go the with. show must go on. I don't really know, but sure. So, I'm doing a 375. You're doing a four? Yeah, I'm going to do a four. I want to go just a little bit above Motocross. See, I don't want to go above Motocrossed. I think that's my thing, is I'm like, I feel like Motocrossed did it a little better. They're, they're so close, they're, though. They're like, they're, so, there's a lot of these that are, like, so close. It's hard to plot this one in somewhere. Yeah, but it's the same thing. I have the same feeling of, like, oh, but that one was a little bit clearer with right, what like Sharp, to do. Right, like Sharpay, I have it a 4 or 5, but I'm like, it kind of gives me the same vibe as this movie for Sharpay. So it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah Sharpay's was like beating you over the head with dog, dog. There's a dog good. in this movie. Did you know there's a dog? <laughs> Come see the dog. There's a dog in this movie. You'd never have guessed. There's also a dog date. And I don't remember the awful song that's played in the background, but it's really bad. And I'm thinking it's Doom. You believe in magic, but I don't think that's I right. I think no, that was definitely in one of them. Which one was that in? I don't know. It was a cover. It was a cover that, of like a. I, why wasn't it Puppy Love? Like why wasn't it? And they called it Puppy 
Okay, let's look. Let's look it up. That was definitely I. I can picture someone singing that movie. I don't actually sing like that, everyone. I'm just trying to have a good time. It was Baby by Justin Bieber. Oh, right. Which one was Do You Believe in Magic? Lucas Grabiel. I don't think I knew that that song was covered by Lucas Grabiel until now. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, go back and change the ranking. No, this makes it so much better. Exactly. <laughs> so great. Um. Anyway, back to the movie that we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah, I'm going to stick with a four for now. I may change it, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, test of time. This one's tricky because it was very of the era, but mm-hmm. it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. It would have all been different if they had, if they had, had cell phones. Like, There's a lot of stuff that had to do with the fact that he was using the pay phone, but his mom had a cell phone. But nowadays, he, he definitely would have had a cell phone. Oh, yeah. Mom she had, had a pager. pager. Her and the guy had, had a... a cell phone. Yeah. Um, one thing I was talking to Ethan about yesterday, we were driving down the road and I saw an old VW Bug. And I was like, what movie were we watching recently where, like, we saw someone driving an old convertible VW Bug for, like, five seconds and then it was gone and it was never referenced again? And he was like, what? And I was like, oh my god, that was this movie. That was Phantom of the Megaplex. Pete drives a really cool old Volkswagen convertible. And we see it for five seconds and and then it's gone. It was like, why does he drive this really cool car? Where'd he get this really cool car? Maybe it's because he drove it to work and then he's at work for the rest of the movie. I don't care. I wanted to see more of that car. It's a cool car. Remember, like, Kira, they didn't get the, they didn't get their dinner breaks when they were at work, so he couldn't drive so the kids illegal. home. Illegal I again. About that. Yeah. So the general manager, who turns out to be the fan of the Megaplex, basically tells everyone that because of the premiere, they can't take their legally mandated dinner breaks. Yeah. They have to work through them, which means they basically That's have to ridiculous. work. 10 hours because he said they had to start at 3 p.m. but the premiere which they never explicitly say is at midnight but is definitely at midnight they they have to work all the way through it so yeah they're working from like 3 to 3 basically they're working yeah. a 12 hour shift with no break are you for real especially with the the mayhem that was happening there like they deserve a break Come no on. Sarah the mayhem did not start until midnight because that's the movie night uh or do you mean the madness? I wish I meant the madness. Oh, also, so at one point, the blow-up monster that they had on the roof to celebrate the premiere uh, <laughs> disappears, and it starts blowing up in the premiere theater. And then it's a while, I was like, I was like, oh my god, Pete's gonna have to like jump on it and kill it. Uh huh. And and then he goes, there was like this draw a sword from the stone thing. He has to go get that sword and stab this. Freaking blow up monster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so weird. I probably knew in the back of my head, and that's why I said that was, I'm like, what if he did that? Knowing that I I knew somewhere that that was what was going to happen. But I'm like, I can't believe that they had this kid jump on a balloon with a sword. That thing would be really slippery, too. Yeah. He's, Those things he would have slid right off and injured someone with that sword. He would have killed someone. Then he wouldn't have been no hero. Nope. Ugh. Uh, oh, okay. So, test of time. 
What do I want to even compare this to? I don't. I don't even know. Like I. I, I guess other two thousands movies. Well, just to be we just fair? had Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire last week, which also came out in two thousand. So much better. Yes. She had a cell phone. Yeah, no, okay, now I should... Mm. <laughs> the movie came out same year. Now we can now compare them back to back. did not age nearly as well as Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. I can't remember what I, I gave that one, but it was much higher than I'm going to give this one. Still haven't uh, edited yet. Sorry, y'all. I gave Smart House a... No, that's a morals. I gave it a five. I gave Smart House a five, two, five. Let's see. Alley Cat Strike. I have a, an eight, five... Up, up, and away, I have it at three. This is higher than that. Uh, now you see it, I have it at four, seven, five. But f- now you see it, maybe, like, cringe at how it looks. So it's not as low as that. I have the sweet life at five. Everything at five, two, five. Did I literally just say, oh, I have upside, upside down magic at a five, two, five, and I have brink at a five. Motocross at a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah. Cloud 9 at a 5-2-5. Five, five, five. That's like the swap at a 5-2-5. Five, five. And Smartness at a 5-2-5. Five, five. I did just say it, that I'm so <laughs> smart. Hmm. This aged better than Smart House. So it's better. It's more like a 5-5. Five, five. I have Sharpays at a 5-5. Five, five. I'm trying to think if this aged better than motocross, because part of me is still like, I don't know, motocross was still a little. I have motocross at a 5.5, and I think that's exactly where I'm going to put it, so that they're just the same. Yeah. Motocross had its problems, but it still attempted to be progressive. I'm not saying it did a good job. Um, it's not so, that this one wasn't trying to be progressive, because that's not what it was trying to do. Right. But it didn't know what it wanted to do. I don't know. I think a 5.5 five is fine. Yeah. I have motocross at a 5.75, five, five, and I'm probably going to stick with that for this one, because I don't think I want to go 6 or higher. Yeah. So, yeah, 5.75 five for me. Yeah. Oh, and now the tricky part, the overall grade. Well, that's what I was just about to say, is that now I want to look at what I gave Motocross, which was a B-, which... This movie is better than Motocross, because there aren't as many despicable people. Yeah. And I have Motocross as a, at a C+. And I was thinking I wanted to be somewhere in the B range for this one, probably a B minus. So maybe I'll stick with my gut and do that. What else do I have at a B minus? Hmm. I have pixel swap. A C the swap plus. is always so hard to compare things to because it's you two can't different compare movies. anything to the swap. You can't compare anything. My problem is I have pixel perfect at a C plus. You I'm know what? I have Even Stevens movie at a B minus, and I might put this one at the same level as Even Stevens movie. Uh, I would watch the Even Stevens movie before I watch this. I don't know which one I would watch first, which is probably why I'm thinking I'd put them about the same. 
As scary as Smart House is, I think I would watch Smart House first. I would watch the Even Stevens movie before I watch this. We can't get buried into the swap. So, I've motocrossed at a 60. Halloween Town 2 at a 65, which I would watch Halloween Town 2 before I watch this. Xenon the Zequel at a 61. I'm going to give it a 61, because I cannot, for the life of me, decide which one of those two I would want to watch first. <laughs> so, there we go. This is a 61 and a B-. Consider yourself lucky, Phantom of the Megaplex, because all you are is a terrible Scooby-Doo ripoff, and as we know, there are already a gajillion Scooby-Doo ripoffs. Like, not even, I'm not even joking. There were so many cartoon Scooby-Doo ripoffs in the 60s. Like, there's, there's a channel that I really like called Saber Spark, and he did a whole deep dive into how many ridiculous Scooby-Doo ripoffs there were. And they weren't even necessarily ripoffs. Scooby-Doo was by Hanna-Barbera. Almost all of the ripoffs Our were by Hanna-Barbera. Really? Jabberjaw was a Scooby-Doo ripoff. There was that one where it was literally a Scooby-Doo ripoff, and I can't remember what it was called, but it had, like, a dog in a bucket hat. It was, like, a Dalmatian in a bucket hat, and he basically had a shaggy... Also Hanna-Barbera. I don't think I've seen any of these. Probably for the best. It's a trip. (laughs) Also, Josie and the Pussycats basically became a Scooby-Doo ripoff. Like, at one point when we were watching this movie, I said something along the lines of like, It's Old Man Jenkins! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At the end, they should have, when they took off the cloak, he could have said, I would have gotten away with it. It wasn't for... These meddling you know what? I kids. Bet they, I they bet probably they wanted, wanted to. to. They probably I wanted to. I bet they quote. really wanted to. Honestly, I think, I think once we're done with all of the movies, I'm gonna go back to my list. There's the ranking, the overall ranking, and I want to do. <laughs> Ethan and I have a list of anime, and we <laughs> we rank it with how we think that it actually you know, is in terms of a piece of media and then how we actually feel about it. So there mm-hmm. are some things that I don't really like, but I know it's a good piece of media. Or something I know is garbage, but man, do I love it. And I feel like I kind of want to do this with these movies, but I don't want to do it now. Yeah. Because that would be too much. Yeah. And it's also- That would be fun to do, like, season. once we get a little further into it, though. Yeah, I feel like that's, like, a good wrap-up is to, like, look back and go, okay, so this movie really is probably about gear. However, I feel this movie is trash, which is how I'll finally be able to rank Halloween Town. Oh, Oh, not Halloween Town. Marnie sucks! Marnie sucks! (laughs) Why didn't they just replace Marnie for Return to Halloween Town? She's so bad! Oh, and her brother! Oh, and then I can actually read this for up as like, oh god, it's so good, but in reality, it really is just a B minus. I yeah. love this movie, but I hate. Oh god, the swap! I'll never stop talking about the swap. It was it had such oh a potential. Gosh. gosh darn it! Speaking of the swap, I realized that's the first one I ever gave a B minus. I was like, oh, what can I compare this one to? Because I want to give Phantom of the Megaplex oh, a B minus. No, and I only have the swap, and then. The Even Stevens movie. I'm like, I can't compare it to The Swab, so I guess I have to compare it to just the Even Stevens movie. Well, you have a but lot then, of C pluses, and I, I don't do. have like I have like two or three. Yeah, but the, the tough thing like. for me is that the Even Stevens movie had a better. Well, they did a better job with the moral than this movie does. But I still feel yeah. like I would, I would watch 
this one before I wanted to watch the Even Stevens movie again. So maybe I'll just put them at the same. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I have double teamed, like, right at the top or the bottom of B minuses. And I'm like, yeah, just switch it to a C plus. And honestly, I was looking at motocross. I'm like, why do I have motocross for the C minus or B minus? It should be a C plus. I'm kind of mad at myself, but I'm like, this is this. I want this to be a C plus genuinely. But compared to my other movies that I have at a B minus, I have to put it here. Yeah. Oh, this is so tough. I know that I should put it. I should put it at a 63 because even Stevens is at a 64 and the numbers just line up for it to work out that way. Just put it at a 64. I am. put them at the same. For now. I'm going to put them at the same. Yeah. And then I'll linger with that thought for a while until we get to the wrap up. Yeah. Uh, Man. I'm bummed. I'm not bummed that this movie was boring because I don't like movies that are boring. It wasn't as boring as Dad Napped or Frenemies or anything. Oh, definitely those not. Were ridiculously boring, and I wanted to just cut my tongue off. But I'm bummed because I wanted this to be a fun Halloween oh, movie. Oh, trust me, so did I. I really wanted it. I'm really happy that Mom's got a date with a vampire. So was like the it had good memories Top in tier. my head. It lived up to it. It was a great movie. But I'm. So I, I was really at Kelly. I was really hoping that this one would do the same. It was. It wasn't the Such worst potential. one. It just wasn't as exciting as I remembered it being. There's literally nothing. There was nothing supernatural about it. It was all just. And honestly, even the stuff that was quote unquote supernatural about it wasn't supernatural. It was electronic issues and people moving a fan. Yeah. It was like that nothing was happening. That was, not be that powerful where it would knock no. people off their feet. It was like people were like, "It's an internal tornado," and it's like, as someone who has lived through a tornado, let me tell you what that fan could not generate that. Oh, the Stoughton tornado of '05. Uh, so the Stoughton tornado of '05. I lived in a neighborhood directly next to a neighborhood that was completely demolished by this tornado. I. Will never forget. My dad called. I picked up the phone and I was like, hi, dad. I was 12 at the time. And I was like, hi, dad. And he's talking to me. He's like, I'm driving home now. Yada, yada, yada. And I look out my living room window. And I think I might have told this story before. But I don't think I've it... ever heard this story before. Oh, really? I've told this story to like anyone I tell I've been in a tornado. Uh... I haven't actually been in a tornado, but I... But <laughs> yeah, I've... don't picture Kira like in the, in the funnel. No, just no, no, wee. no, 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 no. Um, I look at my living room window, which was a big paneled window and is a really nice view. And there is a giant F4, which is the highest is F5 tornado, like a mile away from my house tops. I thought it did get to an F5, did it not? I don't think so. I think it was because it was moving so slowly. It was an F4. If, if oh, there had been I'm probably also thinking it was 2005. So that's probably why the five is stuck probably. in my head. Um, and I remember saying into the phone, I was like, Daddy, there's a tornado. And he was like, no, there's not. And you're like, I, I like, can literally see I'm it. I'm looking at it. And he was like, okay, we'll just take all the anim- animals and get to the basement. And then the phone cut. And I was like, oh, I like screamed. That's so scary. And we had a dog, two cats, and my rabbit. So I had to, sh- I Wait, had was to your mom shuffle. Home? No. My you mom were, was at Irish Fest. You were home by yourself? 
I was on by myself. My sister was driving. She has her own story about the tornado, which oh is gosh. way more frustrating than mine. Um, I was so home by myself. I'm, home I, by thought I, I thought I oh already said that. No. Powers <laughs> well, out. Well, maybe you did, but I was like so into everything else. I'm like. <laughs> Powers out. Home by myself. I shoveled our. Shoveled. I shepherded our giant dog down the stairs. Uh, we had one cat who lived in like our main living area. Took him downstairs. He's just kind of this lump that was like. And then we had one cat that lived upstairs. And my rabbit who lived upstairs. And I had to go grab both of them, which told me that oh, it was a nightmare. And I, all the time I was like, it's going to hit my house. It's going to hit my house. It's going to hit my house. Right. And I get to my basement and power's out. So I couldn't like turn on the TV or anything. But we had a radio downstairs, like a those little like portable ones. I turned that on to like an AM something. And as I'm turning that on, I look, uh, we have these like, our house was on a, on a hill. So like our, our first level was on the ground level and our basement was also on the ground level mm-hmm. but then we had a, a cellar as well um i look through the basement window to the neighboring neighborhood and i saw the tornado going through there and i saw a person's entire roof oh go up in the tornado wow i never um, knew that you saw all this that's crazy yeah. it was really scary um and so yeah i just sat in our basement for Hours. Yeah. Not hours, I, but, like, basically until my dad until your got home, which got was, home? Was, was a while. Well, my mom wasn't coming home. She was in Milwaukee. Right. Um, My dad was on his way home. Like, he had just left work. So he normally would have taken him, like, 30, 35 minutes to get home. But because our neighborhood was basically closed off because the neighborhood next to us was decimated. When I say decimated, I mean, like, we used to drive that way to go to school. And it was, like, you could barely see the sun. There were so many trees. After the neighborhood was rebuilt, no, like, there were, like, no trees. Yeah. It was really, it was, it was eerie. Um, that was the worst affected neighborhood. And then there was a neighborhood, a couple, like, there was another road that it basically went down and there was some, some damages there. Um, there was only one death from that tornado. Uh, someone was trapped under their stairs or something. I'm actually not exactly sure of, I don't remember, mm-hmm. but... There were people who were injured, and my mom was a social worker actually working on the relief efforts. However, it was very hard, because I think six days after our tornado, Katrina hit New Orleans, yeah. so we didn't get any FEMA relief, really. Yeah. Which, mind you, Katrina was a terrible tragedy, and they deserved a lot of money. I'm not saying, like, how dare Katrina take my small town's money, but I'm just saying it was... It was a tough time for right. everyone. It's hard for I mean, some you lose your whole house and like you need yeah. you need help. <laughs> it was weird. My 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 whole neighborhood is extremely lucky though. Yeah, we had, because because the the tornado traveled, I believe southwest. It just missed us. Like it yeah. just completely sidestepped our neighborhood. We had branches and stuff down but like nothing nothing really bad i think there were a couple houses that might have had some like windows damage or like the roof damage or something but when i say that the neighborhood directly next to mine like a quarter mile away was flattened it was flattened like mm-hmm. there was not a house standing flattened yeah it was horrifying like i i know people who lived in that neighborhood too yeah it i don't was... think i knew i don't think i knew anyone who lived in that area because we didn't know each other. We didn't yet, know each other because we didn't no. meet until two thousand seven. 
Yeah. Yeah. This was August of 2005. Yeah. It was August 12th. Yeah. And you 14th. lived... Yeah, you lived a little out of the city, so... Yeah, I so yeah, I basically... Didn't, I didn't know there was an animal shelter out there. I don't know if we were volunteering We got a cat from yet. that shelter. Yeah. So maybe I, I knew of that place. But yeah, I was yeah. still... I mean, even just being in... Like, in the city itself and knowing what was happening, it was really scary. And whenever we'd go camping yeah. after that, I would freak out if the weather was bad. I'm like, there's going to be a tornado and there's nowhere to go. Like, I'm after having it hit that literally petrified. that close to home, it's really scary, especially yeah. for you having seen it. So, to kind of clarify a little bit about the way that our town's infrastructure was. So, there was a really small technically incorporated town that i actually lived in um like that's where i would vote and stuff but there wasn't like a mayor or anything it was like just a small subset of subset of our town because it was kind of the more rural area of our town and sarah lived more in the downtownish area mm-hmm. um i lived in the farmlands i went to the farm school she knew farmer brown i've mentioned no i mentioned that yeah <laughs> i've mentioned this before in my in my inner town sarah went to the private school but in the church school uh, in, in our don't want to talk town, about it it wasn't yeah. my choice oh i know but it was also very close to you that's true not much away. closer than your hair though <laughs> yeah literally there just a th- block apart i could walk i even walked to the middle school i could walk to the middle school high school was super easy to walk to elementary school could walk to my job in high school i could walk walk to i could walk to everywhere yeah I mean, so, granted, the town's not that big to begin with, no, but... I couldn't walk anywhere. Let me tell you what. I tried walking home once. It did not work. did not go well. From uh, where? The high school? Sand Hill. The, the intermediate school. Oh it was gosh, by far the closest far. school to me. But Even it was, that's a, quite a hike. It was a hike. Let me tell you. My sister's friend was driving her home, and she saw me on the road. She's like, get the frick in the car. What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't want to take the bus because I was bullied on the bus. Anyway, there were three elementary schools in our hometown besides the church school that Sarah went to, which there was actually like three church schools. I don't know the logistics of what the other church schools called each other. I, I don't know. <laughs> but the three the three elementary schools that were the public elementary schools had these th- three nicknames, basically, of the kids that went there. There was the cool school, the smart kids school... And the farm kids school. And I went to the farm kids school. Let I never tell you knew what, that though. that's how they called you guys. That's so sad. Always. It's because my elementary school that I went to, uh, basically anyone who lived rural in my town went there. There were there was another side of rural that people went to, the cool kids school. But I don't actually know anyone who went to that school who lived over there. But that's just because I didn't go to that school. But... Not a lot of kids that I went to school with lived on a farm. Yeah. Very few. I actually do know a few who did, but a lot of us were just, like, the suburbs, basically. Yeah. But it was... I loved that school. I loved that elementary school. Some of my favorite teachers were at that school. My absolute favorite teacher of all time was at that school. I'm really glad that I had good teachers at my school, because if I didn't, it would have been a way worse experience. (laughs) Yeah. And it was also nice having the same set of kids from, like, each... I mean, you went through the whole school together and you stayed with the same class. I don't know if that's how it was at the other elementary schools. No. No. Okay. (laughs) This isn't Montessori, Sarah. 
Yeah. So at the time, it was nice because you had your set group of friends. But then I didn't have any friends in elementary but, school. Yeah, but then the problem was that when you go to middle school, you have like no friends because your other friends meet other people and then ditch you. You don't have to keep this in, but then you're stuck trying to find no. new friends. I mean, seriously. So in our school, there were three elementary schools and then they all merged to one intermediate school and then a junior high school and then a high school. I did not have a good group of friends until... My freshman year of high school. Oh my gosh, same. Actually, even my freshman year of high school, I didn't really have a set group of friends. I ate a lot of my lunches with my sister and her friend. And then sometimes I would hang out with like other kind of friends, but I didn't really have like a best friend anymore. My, well, that's freshman year. I I had Samantha and she's like a really good friend, but she also had her other group of friends that I didn't really hang out with. Well, I mean, freshman year, you and I met and we would eat lunch together. But I also had my other group of friends because I had these two seniors and a junior who were my really good friends. Mm-hmm. And my group of friends was great. Um, that yeah, was a so really, that was, so that really was my sophomore year. And that's when I started having, like, closer friends was yeah. sophomore year and forward. But then oh, then we stopped having lunch together. We oh, had different lunch hours. Lunches and, oh, that was so sad. So frustrating. Because it was... It was all the band kids, plus, like, obviously other classes, too. But you were always in the one that wasn't the lunch that the band kids were in. Yeah, except my senior year I was. Yeah. But my junior year... But I wasn't there. (laughs) My junior year, I wasn't. I don't think. I don't really remember. I don't really remember anything. Uh, But I remember being really frustrated. I think it was my junior year, because I was like, who am I going to eat with? Yeah. So I think that's when I started eating in the sack. The Student Activities Center. Yeah. With all the there were some kids. days that I had my car my senior year, and a lot of times I would just, like, go home. Because <laughs> I lived really close, wish. and I would just, like, go home and just eat and then go back to school. Because I'm like, I don't want to just sit in the hallway. My problem was that our lunch hour was 35 minutes. Like, our period, like, our class periods weren't even that long. Yeah. Or that short. They were 54 50, minutes. Yeah. I was gonna say, we're 54 or 55 minute classes. Yeah. But our lunch, you basically had to eat through a straw, otherwise you weren't gonna eat on time. Yeah. And that really sucks Horrible. for kids who are waiting in line to get yep. food, like, hot food at school. Yep. Hot lunch! I never did hot lunch. Not in high school. I, yeah. I, I did, did it a couple I did times. it in elementary school. I always brought my own I did lunch. it in elementary school I just school got, like, super lot. anxious about, like, waiting in line and, like, getting food, so I always just had my own cold lunch. Elementary school was easier because all the grades had different lunches. You shared it with the grade right below you or something. Oh, it was, like, kindergarten. Well, kindergarten didn't have lunch initially, because uh, it was when I went there, it was half day. I was gonna say half day, yeah. And then first and second had the same lunch, and then third and fourth had the same lunch. Now kindergarten kindergarten is a full day, and that school also has fifth grade. So my guess is that it's kindergarten and first grade, second grade, and third grade, and then fourth, fifth grade. Yeah, that would make sense. I think ours was um, one, two, and three had lunch together, and then four, five, six, and then it would be like one half had recess, the other half had lunch, and then it would flip flop. Oh yeah, I think we did that too. I don't remember. I don't remember nearly enough. I just remember being that kid that would, like, sit at a table with a book. 
But I do also remember that every day there was butter noodles. I was a happy child because put some butter noodles in front of me and a packet of salt and I'm happy. Oh, so good. And we so good. Kira oh random milk break. <laughs> I just Kira, imagine that. Kira messaged me in- the other day. She's like, uh, so debate that I'm have. I don't know who you're having this debate with, but you're like, did you have milk breaks? And I'm like, I was like, do you remember uh, yes. milk breaks? So I was playing a game with some of my work friends, basically categories, and we had W, and it was beverage, and I put white milk, and who's someone was like, I'm not gonna take white milk. What is even white milk? And I was like, what? You didn't. What about milk break? You'd get chocolate milk or white milk? And they're like, What <laughs> is a milk break? What is a no, milk break? We had milk breaks, and I even I asked Laura. And she's like, yeah, I remember milk yep. breaks. And mom would Liza never let me get break. chocolate because it costs more. I'm like, no, it didn't. It was the same as white milk. And I always got chocolate milk. So then we were talking yep. to my mom because she actually worked in the kitchen at our elementary school. So we're like, okay, mm-hmm. she'll know. She's like, yeah, it was like kindergarten and first and maybe second grade. Like got milk breaks, not like the upper grades at elementary school, I guess. Oh, mm-hmm. those young kids need need that for their bones, you know. So I was talking to my sister because they cut milk breaks no, they didn't cut milk breaks. They cut... <laughs> we used to get bagged milk. <laughs> and it was these I... tiny little personalized bags. And you would stab it with a straw like and a, drink it. Like and it was so punch. much better. Yeah. We never got so those. But I do remember our gas station, Quick Trip. Bless Quick Trip. They had like half gallon bagged milk that we would always get and keep in the fridge. And everyone else from other states thinks that's so weird. They like, don't no, understand. They don't understand. I was talking to my AP Gov friends who I, obviously they went to the same school as me. And one of them reminded me that you would, there was like a hole in the center of the bag milk that you would try and stab, but you would always, you're supposed to stab, but we would always try and stab <laughs> out like the cow's eye or like the cow's nose. And it's like, oh my God, I completely <laughs> forgot about this. And I was talking to Ethan. And so we grew up in Wisconsin and Ethan grew up in Illinois. And for people who don't know the state's geography very well, Wisconsin is directly north of it's Illinois. It's not that far apart. Did really they not, not have that it? that far. And Ethan lived on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin. Yeah. He did not have milk breaks. What? He thought it was insane. Was it really just a Wisconsin thing? I guess so. But I... <laughs> hello. Milk break was amazing. And yes. then if you were lactose intolerant, you got... Uh, they had little orange juice. Oh, thankfully I curtains, wasn't back in the day. I would have cried. No, those orange... Do you not remember those orange juice cartons? No, we, did, we didn't They were, like, slightly them. frozen. Oh, they were no, so good. Never they were, like, had slightly them, but frozen, I, I so lived it was basically, like, chocolate milk. <laughs> oh, I did, too. But it was, like... I also cannot stand 2% milk. And it was either... You either got 2% milk or chocolate milk initially. And then they they added skim milk in. I don't know why. So then I would start getting skim milk sometimes because I do like skim milk. Um, But also sometimes they would run out of chocolate milk and I was a loser and in kid school so but the orange juice anyway back to the orange juice it would it was like kind of slushy-esque because it was really frozen and it was such good orange juice i don't mm. know i like i think about that orange juice because it was like the it perfect somewhere. no it's probably awful that <laughs> here's the thing i will watch these decoms and see what they're actually like that you want to preserve the memory of your orange juice. preserved in my brain as oh, do the milk bags yes. like but oh it was so fun. Oh. So they would take, so I don't know if this is how they did it in your elementary school, but we would have the menu for like what was for lunch. And then they would yeah, t- like ask a tally, like who's going to have hot lunch today. Yep, and yep. then they, yep. So then we'd put it on a slip and the person who's on the student on milk cart duty would run that down to the kitchen and then they'd pick up all the milk and bring it back on a cart. I and I always loved when duty. it was my like chore to do it that week because I got to go see yeah. my mom in the kitchen. Aww. 
My sister said that she got to do it all the time. I don't ever remember doing it. I remember that. Like, we had an attendance thing that we would run down to the attendance office. That I did. Before computers. That's how they did it. That I did. That I did a couple times. Because that nobody wanted to do. Because that wasn't cool. So I was like, I'll do it. And then I stopped in the library. Because (laughs) it was directly across from the attendance hall. And then I'd be like, I'm back. And I'd have a book. And they were like, did you just go to the library? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Judge me. Um, uh, I was, so my, my AP Gov friends, there's seven of us, six of us grew up in the same town and one of them moved to our town in middle school, I think. I mentioned Milk Briggs and he's from, he grew up in Arizona, I believe. And he was like, what in God's name is a Milk Briggs? <laughs> he, and he was like, bagged milk, what is happening? And it was so fun. I was like, please tell oh, me I'm not man. having a fever dream. Yeah. How do you um, think all these Midwest gals get so tall? It's the milk break. It's the milk break. That's how I got to be 5'10". It's all the milk. And then I, I, I drank too much milk and now I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> Yay. I'm not. It's great. Ethan is, though. And he didn't even have milk breaks. Anyway, that's uh, the story of our hometown from tornadoes to milk breaks. That's going to be my... Uh, that's going to be that's, my that's memoir. Your, that's your From memoir. tornadoes to milk breaks. Actually, it'll be from, from milk breaks to tornadoes. But that doesn't sound as good. Oh, please. That would be amazing. you got to do it. Uh, I'll think about it. I gotta I'll, I'll write first. a, a foreword for you. <laughs> I like sweatshirts. Yeah, the that's end. all it's going to say. And mugs. And mugs. <laughs> um, yeah, so that anyway, that's fine on the Megaplex. Uh, my uh, decommission of the week is for everyone to just watch watch some Scooby Doo. Yeah, and or then maybe Scooby- nope, nope, oh. nope. Watch an episode of Scooby Doo and then find an episode of one of them Scooby Doo ripoffs, which if you Google, you can find. And then see if you can find yourself some bagged milk to drink while you're yeah. watching. <laughs> bagged milk, bagged milk. I wonder bagged if you can milk. find it anywhere bagged outside milk. of like I don't even know if Quick Trip sells it anymore. I haven't no idea. seen it there. Okay, that's no my mission. Clue. I'm going to go into a quick trip and see if they still sell bagged milk. And I would say I'd buy it, but I wouldn't drink it. So that would be a waste. So I would not buy it unless I'm going to give it. You slap it. Here's the thing. Slap the, the, the bag. bag. <laughs> you just, part of the reason that you would get the bagged milk is because it came in a little square that was like the size, a little bit bigger than your palm. And you would just slap it. It was so fun to slap. Oh my this gosh, so what if stupid. you played slap the bag with a bag of milk? Because you know how people play slap the bag with, like, wine? Like, boxed no. wine? No. No. Oh, my gosh. Maybe this is a Nebraska thing. I don't think. But when I was there, everyone played slap the bag. So someone would hold up the bag of, like, out of a box of wine. And you'd slap it. And then you'd just open up the the valve. And you'd just, like, chug wine out of the bag. Yeah, it didn't. It's weird. Didn't but that. you could totally do that with bagged milk. It would just be I really could. hard because once it's open, it's going to flow forever. <laughs> yeah, there's no spigot. On a. <laughs> oh, all right, everyone. Next week we're starting the Twitches duo, so we'll see you for Twitches Uno. See you then. Bye. bye. That was a short bye. Bye. <laughs>